Hello, I'm Professor Kitch. This orientation video will introduce you to the exciting and lucrative world of the adjunct professor. I'm sorry, do I have to say exciting and lucrative? Cut. What's the big brewer? Ha ha ha! You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You can't handle the truth! Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. Master <laughs> Marcus Zill. Come on, Jack. Let the adjunct adventure begin. Going left coast, everyone. We have all the way from the northwest, the great northwest, Pastor Grant Nepper from Hillsboro, Oregon. How are you doing today, Grant? Doing well. Obviously, it's raining in Oregon. So, <laughs> well, that goes that goes without saying because it's not <laughs> liquid Ju sunshine. It's not July. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you, uh, Hillsboro. Where is Hillsboro? And tell us a little bit about your church. All right, so Hillsborough is one of the western suburbs of Portland. Uh, historically, it was an agricultural town. We had all kinds of, of uh, milk dairy farms out here. And, and the dairy farms kind of went away when small farmers couldn't make any money doing that, and they got replaced by all that land started to get used for landscaping farms. Over time, the area has become less agricultural, and now we're pretty much a suburb. We have Intel plants. Uh, Nike is fairly close to us. Columbia Sportswear is close to us. Sure. And so we're we're a giant suburb now. Well, I imagine the whole uh, uh, the dairy-free, vegan, gluten-free, health-conscious world of people in Oregon probably didn't go well for the dairy farmers. Well, uh, we we do like to know the name of the chicken that we eat before <laughs> we eat it. So. <laughs> and uh, how long have you been there? Uh, about uh, just over coming up on eleven years. So anyways, well, Pastor Nepper, uh, Grant and I have known uh, each other for quite some time, probably going back 20 years. Um, now, you have a daughter in college, right? Yeah, her name is Renee. She's at Seattle Pacific University, which is where uh, she, uh, I, met, I met my wife there. So our daughters were, uh, her parents both went to college. And uh, that's got to be quite the thing to, you know... I'm old enough. I got a son, a couple sons that are college age now, and you're sitting there like, "Wow, our kids are going to college." Um, it's kind of scary as a parent, huh? It is. It's it's it doesn't seem like that long since I was at college. Right, so it's and I'm really I'm, odd. I'm sure you were much more pious than I was when I was in school, and uh, I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> It's awfully quiet. Yeah. Daughter might be listening to the program. I heard you're on the radio, Dan. Oh, she's she's heard the stories. She's probably read in the student handbook some of the rules that are there because of my uh, piety. Yes. Now, I know I uh, I always, every time I think about telling one of my sons, okay, now uh, I, I have to stop myself and go, you know what? Remember all the stupid stuff you did when you're in college? <laughs> uh, and then I think, no, I don't. That was like too long ago. I'm 52 years old. But yeah, I just I tell my daughter I did college like it was a verb. 
Wait, I didn't know you were a St. Louis seminary graduate. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a little bit of an inside joke. Anyways, well, the reason why I wanted to have you on the program today is, first of all, you are um, the pastor at a church that happens to be one of our LCMSU chapters. What school do you have nearby you? Yes, we have Pacific University near us, which is known for a couple of things. Uh, they've got a great optometry program, but uh, probably kind of more fun, especially for like you and me, Marcus, given our, our relative age. Uh, Pacific University's uh, one of their Board of Regents members is Tommy Thayer from Kiss's dad. So Tommy Thayer, the guitarist from Kiss, wow. is there all the time doing stuff. Wow. Uh, does a golf invitational fundraiser for him. Just kind of visibly gives money and supports the university. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. No, so if you uh, know somebody in the Portland area, uh, know somebody specifically in the uh, going to the U Pacific University or a neighboring college, uh, no better place to go to church than uh, Zion and Hillsboro. In fact, I just referred to a young man to you myself that used to be a former student of mine. And so uh, Pastor Nepper will take care of them if you send them his way. So now I had another reason to invite you on, um, the actual real reason. Yeah. <laughs> now you, I, in talking to you recently, I found out that you've been teaching as an adjunct, ad, adjunct faculty member at, uh, at our Concordia University there in Portland, which ironically is called Concordia University Portland. And uh, so how did you get this gig and where do you teach and tell us about this? Yeah. Um, many, many years ago when I was fairly new in, in the call to, to Zion Hillsboro, I got called in to be uh, like pastor in residence. They would bring in a couple times a year, local pastors from the district to come and spend several days on campus. And I, I did that and I had a rapport with the students. Now what did the pastor and residents do? They didn't put you in a jail cell or No, oh, you you you'd come in, you you do you'd do chapel, you'd oh. observe classes, you'd have meetings with the especially with the religion majors and and just kind of be on campus for a couple of days in, in a very visible capacity. Students, you can see a pastor in his non native environment. Just don't yeah, just don't exactly. feed him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's great. And, yeah. And a few weeks after that, I got an email from the then head of the department. Hey, we, we have always have need for adjuncts would be interested. And sure. And so I, I you know, you have to apply. I had to send my academic transcripts um, from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, where I really graduated. And then uh, after that, uh, met with uh, the, the now retired um Dean of the School of Theology, Arts, and Sciences. And from there, you know, received an email. Hey, we have this class at this time in these days for this semester. Do you want it? Absolutely. And started from there and been teaching pretty consistently ever since. Uh, I go back and forth between history and literature of the Old Testament and history and literature of the New Testament. Now, what does that mean, history and literature? What what kind of give us an idea of what it is, what that actually means? Yeah, I know what that would mean at state university, right? So there's a sequence of required courses that every student at Concordia must take, and that includes either Old Testament or New Testament, and then some other things as they progress through their years there. But the the first first kind of religion class that anyone takes will be either New Testament 
or Old Testament. So they're introductory courses, kind of survey courses, introducing the, either the Old or the New Testament. And it's history and literature because it's, it's kind of the whole thing. You're, you're reading the New or the Old Testament. You're looking at the history of interpretation. You're looking at it kind of in context. You're introducing the books, the authors, the concepts. So it's, it's, it's a, like I said, a big survey course. Yeah, so you're basically teaching the survey of, of the Bible in, in a couple semesters here. And you've had a chance to do both? Yeah, yeah, I've taught, I've gone back and forth, and and they're both fun. Um, I'd like it if if we could somehow do the scriptures and do new and old testaments together, but you know, there's there's no time for that because I always feel you know the old testament people get all this great stuff but never get the payoff, and right. the new testament people get all the great stuff but none of the setup. Yeah, <clears throat> the old testament needs a sequel. <laughs> And the New yeah. Testament needs a prequel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they have it. They don't need it, but it'd be nice yeah. to be able to have more time to flesh that I, out, I'm sure. I always joke at the end of the Old Testament course, because in the Old Testament, the narrative just ends. There's so, there's no satisfying conclusion. The, the story yeah. just kind of stops like a canceled TV show. Yep. And I always tell them, okay, so I always have kind of a concluding thing. Here's where it picks up, and here's where it continues. And so when you see these readings, especially at Christmas, as as the story of God's people picks up again. Right. It starts to resolve all of these unresolved issues from the end of the Old Testament and from their kind of identity crisis of the intertestamental period. And so I, I end, if I'm teaching Old Testament, I kind of end with the intertestamental identity crisis. And if I'm teaching New Testament, I start it with the intertestamental period identity crisis. Sure. And then... Now, you're not the only there. one that teaches that, are you? They have a couple theology profs, right? Oh, yeah. They, they have um, great guys, uh, Dr. Chad Lakeys, Dr. Phil Brandt, um, Dr. Mike Thomas, who's now the acting dean, all teach in the theology department. Um, so you get to maybe end up spackling and helping out when they have an overload and need to be teaching other things? Yeah, well, usually um, I've been fairly regular in the New oh, and the okay. Old Testament introductions. They they do have a sequence, uh, Faith for Life. They use adjuncts for that too. You know the 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 and Ted Engelbrecht's the other full time guy oh, in the theology okay. department, retired missionary. Um, they've used adjuncts for uh, oh, uh, world religions, Faith for Life, the New and the Old Testament classes, and 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 it's. It's good because they do. Enrollment is too big for the, the few full-time guys to cover it. And especially, you know, Mike Thomas is acting dean right now, so he's got a whole set of administrative duties. So I've gone from teaching, say, one class a semester. The last couple of years I've been doing two classes a semester to kind of help fill in. So are you on, on campus maybe a couple couple days a week, or how does that work? Yeah, it's Tuesday, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay. And your congregation, they, they like this? They do, um, and and the the full time guys at Concordia are very good about coming out once a year, preaching, thanking the congregation formally, oh, okay. telling them that you know this kind of activity isn't just him being gone. He's in the course in the classroom with students, sure, giving the Bible, the gospel, the Word of God to people that otherwise would have never seen it before, and all the preparation to teach and the practice of preaching makes him a better pastor. No. Oh. 
And I was thinking more they were just thinking, uh, hey, pastor's gone. We can do what we want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it's a little bit of both. You don't have white pick yeah. and shoes. And, no, and it's, it's funny. So do you my, think, my campus days, I just. You I, think it's a win-win? I do. Congregation it, and and uh, Concordia Portland. And tell me about the students, because, you know, not people don't realize. I mean, we have some Lutheran students there, but the vast majority of the students that you're teaching in these classes aren't Lutheran. Maybe some of them aren't even Christian. Right. Um, I, I have. I am in awe of the students that I get. Hmm. Concordia Portland, just just because of its pricing structure and, and things like that, is one of the best educational deals in the Pacific Northwest. Hmm. And we do get a lot of first-generation college students. Wow. Absolutely. Whose parents have, didn't go to college are the first person in their family to, to go to college. Many of them have come up in, in some Lutheran and other Christian traditions, but many of them have never thought about religion. They're not hostile. They're not indifferent. It's just it's never been something they've had they, to encounter. They don't know what they don't know. Right. And I get to introduce to them the Bible. And it's great. And I, I do have to, you know, it's kind of funny. We, we joke about this kind of stuff. I literally have to teach them chapter and verses to how to use a Bible. Here's how it's structured. Here's how it's divided. Here's how we find things in it. Books, the books are divided into chapters. The chapters are divided into verses so that we can shorthand it by just, you know, the name of the book and then a couple of numbers. And I show them how that works. And, and it's great because I, I get, you know, these kids, were, some of them are very nervous because oh, I don't know how to do religion. I'm not religious. Mike, do you know how to read? Yeah, then you can do this class. Now, do you have to be careful about <clears throat> about proselytizing? Even even though I know it's a Lutheran school, I mean, how? I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is, do you have to be careful about? You know, I'm presenting the subject matter. I want you to help learn, but I got to remember that I'm I'm teaching people that don't. They, they didn't come to my church on Sunday. Right, they, they yeah. They probably and, have so, to yeah. take this as a required class. Yeah, and, and so now you're hitting the, the academic side of things. Right. So I, I am very careful to say, okay, now here's, here's this passage. Here's how the Lutheran tradition has treated it. Here is how other traditions have treated it. Here is the questions they ask and the answers they come to, and here is why. And, and, and you guys are free – to, to be convinced or not by some of these things. Right. And, That's and actually so got to be a helpful, I mean, if you think about it, if you're at your church and went walking around the neighborhood with your people and just put up signs, come and take an Old Testament survey class, you know, we're going to offer it for 10 weeks on whatever, you know, you might hear crickets, right? Right. But yet you, you have a chance to go and uh, teach these uh, wonderful minds full of mush who don't know i mean I, and you you maybe don't get to see the end result i mean maybe you had a few experiences where you've had a chance to see somebody's faith growing yeah but the seeds that you're planting are immeasurable and you never know where they're going to pop up and in in germinate no no you're you're you know once yeah, i see students around campus after i've had them but you know in a few years they're they're graduated and gone and and you never know i i know that that the the school does a great deal to try and reinforce what's going on in the classroom. They have a campus pastor. They have several different worship opportunities right. scattered throughout the week for the students. But, you know, these classes are a lot of the times, the only time some of these students get access to God's word in any form. Right. And, and it's a lot of fun. I had a, one of the athletes once comment in the middle of a lecture. This was an old Testament class. He said, he goes, wait a minute. This is like a legit action movie. This is fantastic. And, <laughs> 
<laughs> I was covering one of the Old Testament stories and got all excited. <laughs> That's 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 priceless. That's really yeah. cool. So now, um, one of the reasons why I was interested to talk to you about this, not just be, and I'm sure you are. By the way, I'm sure you are. A, you know, if anybody's not met Pastor Nepper, I've had a chance to sit on, sit at your feet when you've preached a couple of times and in a couple of sectionals at, at Higher Things conferences and a couple other places. Yeah. You really are a wonderful teacher. They couldn't they couldn't be more fortunate <laughs> at Concordia University Portland to have you as an adjunct faculty. If I had a real university to be chancellor of instead of a fake university, I would call you to be one of my professors. <laughs> <laughs> but alas, and I wouldn't have to alas, Yeah, I wouldn't even be yet. on double secret probation. <laughs> <laughs> but I I'm interested in this because you have found this to be a source of great joy. Um, obviously, and it seems like that it, it it's it's probably helped your preaching and your teaching in your parish, hasn't it? By doing this, oh. I mean it's not like, well, we're losing pastor ten hours a week because he's doing all this stuff. It's probably actually made you better at what you do in your parish for the folks that join. Oh, absolutely, it it's you never know something until you teach it. So I, I just just content wise, I know the stuff better than I ever have, but also style-wise. Sure. And, and learning to anticipate questions and kind of know where people might get hung up on things or, or even how to take what can be some complex theological ideas and distill them down to something that anyone can understand or that anyone might be interested in. Now, when you, when you work with these young people... See, I get asked this all the time. People think, and especially they think of, you know, social justice warriors and snowflakes and all these yeah. college students. All oh, the college students are so horrible. Um, and, of course, you've had your share of, uh, you know, Antifa issues up there in Portland. Um, why don't you go stop that in your free time? But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you apparently have a good rapport with young people. You might. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but people get this idea that, you know, and yeah, there's a lot of challenges and there are a lot of social justice weirdness on our. There's no doubt about it. But I often tell people that I don't know anybody that works with young people that is nearly as pessimistic as what we get the idea of when we watch the news at night. No, and, and my students have never – I've never felt the need to curtail anything I'm preaching. You know, I, and I've, I've gotten to talk about in the ancient world, you know, Christianity gets rejected in large part because of, of the ex exclusivity of its message. Sure. It wasn't that, that they had another god. It was this, that this, this other god was it. And that's what kind of upset some of the people that were against Christians – and I've never had any kind of pushback in class over the actual message of the Bible when I've tied, when I've made resurrection the centerpiece. When, I, when I've talked about, you know, the resurrection's the thing. Without the resurrection, Christianity all falls apart. I've never gotten blowback. I've never gotten complaints about political things and like that. My students have been absolutely fabulous, res respectful, open-minded and willing to, to, you know, read and think and, and do some of this stuff without, you know, an overly political process or, or shutting things down. But see, so, yeah, some people think, I mean, I can literally say, I think I can say this, that anybody that works in campus ministry, at least, um, throughout 
the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod, or probably other places. I don't know how they could be demoral demoralized for the future. Yes, we know there's there are challenges, but those challenges are also tremendous opportunities because you yeah. have the young people aren't people need to understand something. Young people aren't different today. They other than the fact they just like I said, they don't know what they don't know. Um, yeah, they are they're, they're trying to find they're their doers. way. They want to serve people. They want to, be, but they don't have the tools. And so you have been put in a unique yeah. position to give them tools in a context that uh, uh, that maybe you never had considered ten years ago when you moved there to to Hillsboro. Right. No. No. I did. Students are phenomenal. These are some of the best young people I have ever met, and. It's it's a it, you know people joke a lot about oh the joys of the ministry and things like that kind of in a cliche, but there has never been a day I have not been happy to be on that campus. Oh, that's fantastic! And and I have to get up at like five forty five a.m. and fight my way through rush hour traffic to get there. Wow! No, that's uh, you know we have a uh, I'd love to inspire people to do this. I mean, would you would you ever consider? You, know, you didn't go looking for this, but. Would you ever consider, what if the university, what if Pacific University came over and said, hey, we need some adjunct faculty? Now, I doubt they're going to do that. But we do have a few in the campus ministry world that do serve as faculty adjuncts in the religion department or in the English department or philosophy or whatever. Is that something that you think would be a good thing for, for pastors to do? I mean, I mean, obviously, maybe for a little bit of extra income, but also for a chance to gain similar experiences that you have. Oh, I, I, I think it'd be great. Like I said, uh, just just getting to deal with people in a kind of a different setting and on a different level is helpful. And you're in front of basically unbelievers. And right. it doesn't have to be some kind of really weird canned evangelism presentation. Right. It's, they get to know you and who you are, and the relationship alone, aside from the content you're teaching, can yield things. Now, I know yeah, that I, um, I, yeah. I uh, you know, when we think about the, the qualifications that Paul maps out for the ministry, one of them is being, you know, recognized as an outstanding member, good standing in your community. Yeah. And so everybody, I always tell every congregation and pastor, you know, you got to think through who, who's, who are our neighbors around here? Who can we serve? And so a lot of, you know, a lot of guys are out there, they're at community colleges, small colleges where, you know, some of the bigger schools, maybe they'll be like, we don't need you at UT Austin, okay, whatever. <laughs> we you have know. an army of grad assistants yes, for yes, that. Yeah. Yes. And we can pick and choose the theology we want represented, but some of yeah. the smaller places, community colleges, you know, um, doesn't have to be one of our concordies. I think it'd be a tremendous opportunity to, to not only learn and grow and, and be sharp and remain sharp, but also to have a chance to be out in the community and teaching others outside of your parish in a way that'll help you teach people in your parish. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's like I said, it's, it's, it's a fantastic thing. Uh, the students are tremendous you know, obviously, it's not going to be for everybody. You have to have done some academic preparation to, to to do it. Right. But for the guys that have, this is this is a great thing. Okay. And and a needed thing because you know, higher higher ed is in an odd state right now. Well, and, they... and you know, we we have <laughs> we have people out there who have 
great backgrounds. Um, we have people out there that are serving as pastors that have master's degrees and even PhDs in some cases in non-theological fields that they oh, could yeah, even yeah. go in, go in and, and, and teach, teach other fields or teach, um, you know, bioethics and the health sciences or different things like that. And, you know, one of the ways that we're never going to really take, we can sit around and complain about the state of secular education at the, the higher education campuses or, you know, we can frankly encourage many of our young people to consider doing what they can to work on those campuses as well as at our Concordias uh, so that we can uh, make sure that we have a place in the academic square, too. Yeah, we shouldn't shouldn't abandon the field at all. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Nepper, that is all the time we have here uh, today in the Student Union. Thanks for uh, coming by. Thanks for what you're doing. Uh, God bless you as you teach those students at um, Concordia University, Portland, and as you look after your flock. And uh, thanks for being with us, and have a blessed right. uh, have a blessed Christmas and, and holiday season. And thanks for having me, and uh, you too. Excuse me, Professor Kitch. Yes. I wanted to know when your office hours are. Well, I'm afraid I don't have office hours. I'm an adjunct. Adjunct? Yes. What does that mean? It's a Latin word for underpaid. It means I'm part-time. Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Check out the archives of this program at kfuo.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help. <laughs>